ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. Engaranga si rau te motu tēnā nō koutou katoa. Rarau mai ki tēnei hōtaka e whakapuaki ana i te maramatanga pāna ki ngā kaupapakatoa o COVID-19. Kia ora everybody, welcome back to another daily edition of the Whānau Guide for COVID-19. This uh, Facebook live concept has been pulled together in conjunction with the county's Manukau, Auckland, Waitemata and Northland District Health Boards to provide you the information, advice and support to help us all get through COVID-19. I'm Te Arahi Maipe. It's lovely to have you back on again. And also, wherever you're watching this on Facebook, please put down your comments or if you have any questions and we can ask our expert panel, because that's exactly what we do, is we pull together expertise uh, within the different areas, whether it's medical, whether it's uh, social, just for different people that are in the know to help you give you, your whānau and your community the advice and support that you need. Uh, just before I introduce today's guest, uh, let's go through the uh, day 18 lockdown numbers. Uh, 18 new uh, coronavirus cases today, 14 have been confirmed and four of those are probable. No more deaths have been reported since yesterday, so the death toll still remains at four. The total number of cases sits at 1,330 in total and 471 of those people have recovered and that's an increase over uh, the last 24 hours of 49 new cases that have been improved that are all clear now. 14 people remain in hospital, five of those are in ICU. And a big message that's been coming uh, from uh, the Ministry of Health and from everybody associated with this uh, COVID-19 um, is if you are feel as though that you have some symptoms or if you do see, need to see a medical professional, please don't hesitate to do so. Your GPs, the ED, uh, the uh, emergency clinics at hospitals are all waiting and have a lot of people on hand to help. So the first initial call that you need to make is calling Healthline. That's 0800 358 5453. That's 0800 
358-5453 if, or you can call your GP as well. So that's an important number. And also the COVID-19 website, www.covid19.govt.nz is a great source of all information related uh, to uh, the coronavirus. So those are a couple of important uh, numbers and uh, website address that you need to remember. So what we'll do now is I'll bring in our guests and we're very honored to have um, a broad range uh, of expertise on today's show. Uh, the Honourable Penny Henare, Minister of Civil Defence, Minister of Whānau Ora, Minister for Youth, as well as the Associate Minister of Health, and that's Māori Health Associate Minister of Tourism. Uh, e te rangatira tēnā rawa atu koe, kā mutu, uh, te mātou tōru o ngā mahi kwa utaina ki runga i o pokohiwi. Ngā mihi kia koe, brother. Tēnā koe, bro. Uh, and also uh, Dr. Tuila Percival is a consultant paediatrician at Kids First Children's Hospital at Middleborough Hospital. Uh, tēnā koe, Dr. Tuila, thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Tāna for lava. Very glad to be here. Ngā mihi. And also joining us uh, from uh, Waikato Tainu is the Hapuri manager, uh, Heremaya Sampson. Tēnā koe, brother. Rāwe te kite iā koe me te rongo, e, e, te rongo pai e tauana te whānau i tēnei wā. Ai tēnā hoki koe, uh, te tuakana, uh, ko te hoki e mātaki mani i tini ra, uh, nore, uh, Ngā mihi, brother. So, um, I'll get things all started off straight away. Um, Minister Henare, uh, again, thank you so much for going through all of that portfolio that you share, the responsibility in government. Uh, pretty much every single one of those is directly related to what, what's going on here. So, uh, can you give us some insight into cabinet discussions around the lockdown and more specifically as well, uh, the areas of responsibility that you look after? So I'll come back, sir. I don't want my penny. I'll come back to you just in a second. Might be having just some audio issues with you, but if you can just check your microphone and I'll go to uh, Dr. Twila uh, and ask her a question. Um, Dr. Twila, uh, a lot of our whānau, a lot of the emphasis has been placed on our at-risk whānau, which is our uh, people with, or with respiratory issues or over the age of 65. Infants and children uh, haven't featured prominently in COVID-19 statistics. Why is that? Um, I, I think our experience overseas is that COVID-19 seems to um, affect everybody, but mostly adults and uh, those with underlying conditions like diabetes or respiratory problems tend to have more severe disease. It doesn't mean that children aren't affected. The, um, the experience in China and the US is probably about 10% of cases of COVID-19 will be under the age of 18. And probably more than half of those kids will have mild illness which still means that there's a, a significant number of kids that can have um, potentially severe disease with pneumonia and a small number end up in ICU. So um, children don't have as much illness, um, not as common and not as severe as adults, but it doesn't mean that um, they, they can be completely ignored. They are still at risk. I would have thought that, uh, you know, the immaturity of their body and their, their immune system that, they would have been. They would be more susceptible to catching this. Is this? Is there any uh, understanding why they they seem to be not as vulnerable? 
Um, it's a perplexing question. Um, you, like if you think about flu virus, that tends to hit the elderly and children most severely. And we don't know why coronavirus isn't as severe in children. Um, some of it might be that uh, what happens with severe coronavirus infection is you get this big super immune response where your body overreacts to the virus. And it's there's some thinking that children don't do that. Their bodies aren't able to mount that super immune response. So possibly it's something to do with that, but we actually don't know why, um, why children aren't so as uh, severely affected. Uh, but I take it though, that that doesn't mean that um, uh, extra precautions still need to be carried out to look after our tamariki and our mokopuna. Uh, so Absolutely. Um, Mm. Absolutely. Um, in, in China, probably a third of the childhood cases were severe enough to end up in hospital, and mm. about 5% were in intensive care, and there have been deaths in, in children, so um, we do need to watch our children as well. Mm. We'll bring uh, Minister Henry in very uh, shortly. I'll just get him. Bro, if you can check your mic, I'm not 100% sure, but it might just need you to do a, a check of your mic um, so we can uh, have a cordial with you. But Hedemaya, um the role that's been undertaken by Waikato Tainui, you have been all been very progressive in regards to communication from a very early stage. Uh, now that we're through to day 18, what's been the main focus and what's some of the wins that you have uh, experienced um, through uh, your response uh, around COVID-19 for our whānau at home? Yeah, kia ora. Uh, so uh, Waikato Tairu have a, an iwi response plan that's been in place um, since before uh, the lockdown occurred. And there's three key uh, parts to the response plan, and that was to um, to inform, to prepare, and to uplift. Inform by way of uh, keeping up to date with all of the information that's coming through from ministry, uh, and uh, I guess being able to um, put it in a way that, that our whānau uh, are able to connect and understand with and, and to try and inform and keep our whānau as updated as we possibly could. The other part to inform also was to, uh, to, to through our call centre, uh, look to update the information of our whānau, especially their contact details, because uh, it, was, it was very important going into the lockdown that we had uh, up-to-date and relevant information that we can keep in touch with our whānau who are out there and be able to uh, send through all the all the key messages and information through all the different uh, communication channels. And, um, and, and that's ongoing work uh, through our call centre, uh, ringing our whānau um, and making sure they're okay and uh, filling out the survey that updates a lot of that information. The prepare really was around um, how do we how do we prepare ourselves? How do we help or support Fano to prepare themselves uh, during the, the whole lockdown period? And so a number of initiatives um, fell out of that. Uh, one was the mobile flu vaccination stations, um, also being involved uh, at a regional uh, local level around the CBAC stations, um, close connections with all the different government agencies and, and the different support services that they provide for our whānau and, and how we're able to ensure uh, that our whānau are, are receiving their entitlements in, in those, those services that are provided. Um, the And also the delivery or the setup um, and distribution of care packs and kai parcel uh, packs that, that have been happening um, over the last week or so. And that will continue in throughout the lockout as well. 
Um, and finally, the uplift side of it is really around hiki waidua of our whānau mm. because, you know, as we well know, it's it's quite a, a challenging, daunting um, time uh, for everybody. And just the uncertainty, which brings the anxiety and the stress in the homes. Um, and so, uh, you know, having initiatives and in, in different things that help to uplift the waidua of our whānau uh, to keep us in, in, uh, in good stead and in good spirits while uh, we're all in, in lockdown mode at home. Kia ora, brother. Thank you so much for that information. I'll bring uh, Minister Henare back in to the discussion. Hopefully his mic is all sorted. Um, Penny, I was um, really keen to get your insight as from government as to what the major focus is, how have you been operating, but in particular, the, the areas of your responsibility, what, what are the main focuses um, that you're spending your energy on? Yeah, kia ora, how's that? Can you hear me now? Perfect. Look, that's fantastic. Um, kia ora no um, Look, the big focus, obviously, I have a number of portfolios that interweave together quite well to help us in response to COVID-19. Um, primarily, chief amongst those is, of course, the Civil Defence Portfolio as Minister for Civil Defence. Our job is to coordinate nationally uh, with um, key government agencies to make sure that our whānau uh, get the support that they need, which is why I think it's fantastic to hear how a community response uh, uh, can be supported and how they're able to message what government is doing to our whānau. Too often it's easy to get lost in uh, the bureaucracy of what needs to happen in leadership in this space. Uh, and I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that whānau uh, more locally are getting the support that they need. Um, the other portfolio I have is, of course, uh, uh, as Associate Health Minister and my responsibility here is for Māori health, and this has been one of the big challenges for our whānau right across our country as we look to keep our whānau safe. There are some challenges initially. Uh, we're happy to report that through the Māori Health Provider Network, we're able to get uh, far greater resources and far greater services for testing to our whānau, wherever they might be in the country. Uh, so all of that mahi's in play, um, but now I think what's really come to light, uh, Tiarahi, is as Minister for Youth, uh, young people and the social and the mental challenges are really starting to bubble to the surface mm. as we get further into the lockdown. How how does this work, uh, Minister Henare? Because there's new information and things are changing on a daily basis. And I guess one of your main job is to try and keep ahead of the game. As you've mentioned, there's certain areas or issues that are bubbling up now. Um, what, how, in regards to that one in particular, or the ones that you're projecting over the next uh, couple of weeks before the lockdown ends, um, how do you spend your time and energy to try and, and get ahead of the ball uh, on those issues? Yeah, look, um, the fancy technology allows us to meet regularly. I'm, I'm talking with my officials more and more every time, all day, every day. Uh, whenever new information rolls in, uh, I'm on the phone uh, 24 7. Uh, it creates its own challenges, but um, it is important in order for us to make the right decisions at the right time, we must have the information. So, having good, clear, open communication lines with all of my colleagues, uh, namely the Minister for Social Development, the Prime Minister, uh, of course, um, Grant Robertson as Finance Minister, and all of us, uh, key contacts and uh, key communication lines must be key. Uh, otherwise, we'll find ourselves behind the April. Kia ora. I'll, I'll definitely keen to ask you, especially around the, the civil defence 
portfolio. Uh, but uh, Dr. Tweed, I'll bring you back into the um, conversation. Uh, the issue of social distancing, uh, that message has been very, very consistent and being hammered home from uh, day one. Um, but you know, a lot of us with the reality is that our housing, overcrowding, uh, housing uh, for a lot of our whānau, particularly within the area of West Auckland, South Auckland, um, housing conditions uh, aren't that flash. Um, how are we, and within these areas, oh, sorry, of these whānau, what's the best advice we can give to help them fight this virus, not just within this lockdown period, but um, beyond the, the initial mm. four weeks? Well, I think, I think the... Um when you have a lot of people in one house, the main thing is just stick to your bubble. And that might not be so easy if you've got like 10 people in a two bedroom house, but if we're sticking as best we can to our bubble, um, one person going out to do the shopping, um, that's the best way to contain um, coronavirus to groups and not spread it around. Um, I think uh, for family, this is a, a long emergency which is going to go on for some time. What we know with <clears throat> emergencies like hurricanes, earthquakes and things is that as people come out of them, a number of things happen. One is suddenly there's a whole lot of illness which we haven't treated, so everyone's been staying at home with their diabetes, too scared to go out. But the second thing that tends to happen is a lot of mental health issues will start to appear, so stress, mm. um, you know, fear, anxiety, what's happened to my job, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I've lost something, someone I know has been really sick, someone I know has died. So people come out with ongoing mental health issues. So um, we can survive the, the virus, but we have all these other things that we need to mm. deal with. And I think this, this is going to be such a huge, long, ongoing challenge for our families. And um, taking care of one another from the emotional point of view is going to be a big challenge. Um, turning to our traditional social community leaders, I think, will be really important um, as we go forward. Kia ora, Dr. Tuila. Hira Maya, I'll, I'll bring you back into the conversation. Um, you've mentioned, uh, and it's also like, speaking with some of the whānau last night, that they're, they're getting, they almost feel a bit spoiled that, about the, all the co-parcels and everything like that, which is great, which is awesome that our, our whānau aren't going hungry and they're getting the basic necessities of care, what they need. Uh, but vaccinations has also been um, something that's been highly discussed uh, in regards to you know, COVID-19 is not the only bad bug that's going around at the moment that we need to protect our whānau from, from all things. Uh, is that an area of uh, concentration for Waikato Tainui over the next little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, in, in that whole sort of prevention phase of of the whole situation that we're currently in, it's important that we um, try to get the uh, the influenza vaccination out to our communities, out to our whanau, and especially those vulnerable categories um, uh, that Dr. Tula uh, spoke about uh, previously. And um, just responding to our Māori providers too, uh, who are at the coalface and uh, who have some real good sort of community solutions around how we uh, better support our whānau um, out in our communities. And so one of the ideas was the uh, mobile vaccination station. Um, and, and that happened really, really quickly uh, with uh, both Waikato DHB and Counties Manuko DHB. Um, and it allowed us to set up sites that are within the communities of where our uh, people are based, those dense populations throughout the Waikato and into uh, South Auckland. 
um, and with a team of clinicians, uh, a team of Hawara champions, uh, the, the Māori providers, uh, we mobilised and, and sent um, people out to provide that vaccination service um, for our whānau and, and we've had a pretty good response over, I would say over 1,500 uh, vaccinations uh, that we've been able to do uh, in the past week and a half and just looking at a, an email from John Whanga um, yesterday, um, I think it said 29% of those currently vaccinated in Māori, oh, this is for the 65 um, age group and over, um, so 30%, uh, which is, sorry, sorry 29%, which is only a, a percentage of um, non-Māori who have been vaccinated um, in that age group, uh, which, which is pretty good, um, but we've still got uh, more to do. Um, I see the government's extended the period out of vaccinations to the end of April for the vulnerable groups. Um, so we'll continue. We'll continue to provide that service, take it out into the communities uh, where, where our people are and um, and continue to to vaccinate our whānau um, uh, in those areas. So it's it's been really good. Um, collaboration too with the other Tony Waka Iwi, Manipoto, mm. Raukawa, uh, and, and also with our Māori providers have been absolutely awesome in this space and, and the advice that they've given um, the staff and the resourcing that they've provided to, to make um, this initiative happen. So it's been great. Pai, pai te rongo tēnā. Uh, Minister Henare, just want to get a bit of clarification on a couple of different things for our whānau out there so that we understand. So the state of emergency is extended seven days. What's the difference between the state of emergency and the COVID-19 alert levels? Yeah, look, both of them will allow uh, the use of different pieces of legislation. Uh, the alert level status um, kicks in with the pandemic legislation. It gives the Ministry of Health specific um, resources and specific levers at their disposal to fight COVID-19. Uh, the national state of emergency is another tool that it allows um, uh, particular levers to be used by government, in particular around uh, enforcement. Uh, and support uh, regionally and to bring together a stream of work across all of government. Uh, and that, that particular declaration of um, emergency has to be renewed within every seven days. So we're constantly monitoring the need to uh, have a declaration in place. Uh, interesting fact, uh, when the Christchurch earthquake uh, hit many years ago, uh, there was a declaration of state of emergency in that region for 66 days. Mm -hmm. um, for this particular kaupapa for COVID-19, we'll continue to assess that. But for the meantime, during lockdown, there will most definitely be a state of emergency. Oh, bye. Um, the, uh, another question I have uh, around this is, obviously, the health and well-being uh, of uh, the people of Aotearoa is the primary um, primary focus, but what are some other things, and Dr. Twila, and I think everybody's alluded to this as well, is that this stretches beyond just a medical um, a medical case and, and me medical implications in regards to our health, but um, Minister Henare, what's some other things that government are putting in place to help ease the burden or ease some of the other stresses that might come about um, uh, from COVID-19? Yeah, look, it's an ongoing process whereby we are able to keep an eye on exactly what the needs of our people are. I talked earlier about the emergence of a lot of mental well-being issues, in particular for young people. Uh, those are coming through. So we're, we're kicking off programs uh, where we're able to support, in particular at a regional level, as well as a national level. 
uh, initiatives that will see young people and to see whānau able to access uh, mental wellbeing services. There are other little minor things, for example, uh, every six months whānau stress about whether or not they can afford to pay for the warrant of fitness or for the registration of a car. Mm. We've extended that um, to later in the year to allow whānau to be able to find their feet again after lockdown. Uh, Dr Percival met, hit it on the head. This isn't just about going to be a longer uh, process of recovery. Uh, one of the challenges uh, to Akana is people like you and me who live here in Tamaki Makoto. You know, once the lockdown's done, I can't wait to race back up north and see my whānau. And that's actually mm. probably one of the biggest challenges because that will promulgate the biggest spread of either a vir the virus itself or other issues that will put stress on whānau. So we've got to make sure that whatever we do, it isn't just for the four-week lockdown period and it extends well into the future. Kia uh, Dr. Tuila, I just a couple more questions for me around particularly children. There is kōrero going about their children uh, potential carriers, although they might not ex um, be really sick, but they uh, potentially could carry the virus and then pass it on to uh, other whānau members. Is there any truth in that, or is there is there uh, is that accepted? Uh, yeah, probably about five percent of children will have no symptoms and still carry the the virus and be able to infect others. And then, of course, um, a much bigger percentage of children will have very mild symptoms. So um, potentially children can be um, transmitters in the community unwittingly, um, but adults do the same thing. So adults can be infectious for a couple of days before they have symptoms. So I think generally the government's approach, which is to have us practice social distancing and just keep to our bubbles is very, very important. That's um, as our prime minister says. That's going to that's going to save lives and prevent virus spread. And one other question, and uh, Minister Henard has talked about it. It was more so on a mental health um, issue, particularly around our rangatahi. Um, our rangatahi population, in regards to social distancing, they're probably the ones that are struggling mm -hmm. the most with it at the yep. moment. What are the, I guess, moving forward? Your advice around all the, the areas of concentration for that particular uh, demographic of, of our society for them to keep themselves well and safe both physically and mentally but also for them uh, to make sure that they're not uh, putting other people at risk I think first of all um, the, the, the what the minister spoke about if we can remove some of the stressors on families so you don't have to worry about your warrant of fitness you know, those sorts of things are going, to melt, are going to help the family and young people. And then if we can remove other stresses like um, worry about not being able to sit exams, not being able to access things at school, um, put in place systems and structures to be able to help them with that. Um, and then we just have to come up with ways for young people to connect um, online or um, on the phone with one another and other people. I think that's very, very important for young people. Um, in their bubble, if they can, it's, it's very hard. I was talking to my um, son who's 19 today. I don't think he's been outside for a week. Mm. <laughs> I said, you know, you need to get out and exercise and get fresh air. That's you know, it's part of being healthy and encouraging some routine around that is, is an important thing for mental health. Um, so it's connections. What can we do to remove stressors on families as much as possible? And I think for young people, 
it's it's very hard when you when there's uncertainty when they don't know what the future is going to hold for them so how can we help them with that and that's difficult because we don't actually know all the mm. answers to that but i think our government has um has indicated a number of plans around how we can help people um so so that is also an, another really good thing for young people Kia ora. um Hermia, I'll, I'll bring you in for a couple more questions as well um What's the focus of Waikato Tainui over the next couple of weeks or up until the uh, proposed end of the lockdown of four weeks? We still and I'll um, get uh, Minister Henry to talk to that about uh, what the process is there on that confirmation. But what is the focus for Waikato Tainui over this next period uh, whilst we're still in lockdown? And I guess one other thing, what has this whole experience shown you about our people? Mm. Yeah, good boy. Uh, so the, the whole inform, prepare and uh, uplift, that'll continue and, and it'll just um, kind of develop, you know, over, over the next couple of weeks as the um, as the whole COVID-19 response evolves, so too will the plan around that. Um, and so, you know, at the moment and over these next couple of weeks, uh, we'll continue to reach out to Alfano. Uh uh, will also sort of uh, be another call centre that um, fields calls where Fano are requiring some support and being able to direct um, our Fano to the, the relevant support that they're seeking. Um, the care packs will continue as well, and, and we've had a, a team of people um, over the past week, and, and that'll continue over the next couple of weeks, delivering um, over a thousand different care packs and, and kai packs. And I was out on the road with um, with one of the uh, vehicles yesterday, um, delivering um, those packs out to our Fano, uh, and, and Fano can can call in to uh, to, to inquire more about um, about that service as well. Um, and as I mentioned previously, the, the flu vaccinations will continue as well. But I think uh, another important part that we um, will start to, to, to look into and start to consider is the, is the what does a level three um, look like for our people and um, what does, you know, slowly um, going back into um, some kind of normality um, that uh, gets us out of our houses and back into our everyday living and um, and, and what type of support is required um, for our whānau um, uh, when eventually the the alert level is uh, reduced down um, to level three. And in, in the other part as well as, um, uh, you know, in... in in the interim, that uh, we have more of our Māori whānau uh, who uh, potentially contract the COVID virus, um, what does support look like for them? Mm -hmm. um, if you've got a, a person within a whare, um, and there's uh, multiple family members in the whare, you know, uh, it's it's almost the analogy like how do you how do you help to create a bubble within the bubble um, that looks after that whānau within that whare because. Um, you know, I'd imagine that they won't be allowed to to come outdoors. They won't be allowed to go to the supermarket. Uh, they will be isolated. Um, and so, you know, how do we make sure that uh, we're, we're providing some wraparound support for that whānau through uh, through the time that that the COVID nineteen may be uh, within their whare? So yes. Um, ko ngā mahi ko te hanganai e pai, 
te mea ke te heke haerengana mō ngā tāngata e māwiwi ana. 18 new cases, so the, the numbers continue to drop. Uh, first of all, from uh, a government level, what's the feeling generally about how things are progressing? And also, just some clarification as well. I mean, I've, uh, like Dr. Twila, I've got teenagers in my house, and every day it's dad. Have they said when we're getting out of this just yet? So, just if there's any clarification of what the process is on when um, and if the uh, the, the level four uh, lockdown phase uh, progresses or drops down to to a different level. Yeah, look, we're going through a number of scenario, and essentially, this is a little bit of guesswork. Uh, what does it look like if we come back to level three across the country? Might it look like if we do it on a regional basis uh, in order to protect certain areas of our country? Those are the scenarios that we're working on. Um, with my colleagues, uh, the understanding is that a decision will be made uh, closer to the time on the 20th of April to allow us all the time possible uh, with cautious optimism to bring those numbers down and get a better view of exactly what's going on. For now, however, we are still in the four-week lockdown phase, and to your tamariki and to my tamariki and everyone's <laughs> tamariki everywhere, it's a case of kia u and kia kaha, um, because we're, we're doing this, and it's, it seems to be showing positive signs, but we can't, uh, we can't um, uh, become complacent. We've got to make sure that we can get on top of this as best we can, and that'll also factor into our decision-making about how we come back from alert level four and how we try and create some normality, as the brother said. Um, it might look differently in different communities um, from Tāmaki to Rahui Pōkeka to Kaitaia. These are the, all the considerations we're working through. But for now, brother, the only message is we are still in the four-week lockdown period, Fano. Kia kaha, kia au. What is, is it the same message though for, for our whānau that it has been from day one or was there a specific area now that we're in day uh, 18 uh, that you want uh, that uh, you want whānau uh, to be at front of mind? Yeah, um, so now the messages and I talked about the complacency, um, you know, the wā, te wā o te aranga with Easter coming and everyone thinks it's a long weekend holiday. Uh, we know that as uh, the lockdown potentially comes to an end, I talked about it earlier, there's a desire for people like yourself to race back to Rahui Pōkeka or to for me to race back up to my marae up north. We've got to sit back, we've got to stop, and we've got to think and plan about what does post-lockdown look like as a family? What mm. do we want to do and how do we want to protect our bubbles and care for each other? while also caring for our whānau who haven't been a part of our bubble as of yet. So um, my challenge and my request of whānau out there is actually now while we're in lockdown is a good time to sit down, work out a plan of what does post-lockdown look like and how you might continue to protect your bubble for as long as you can. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time out on the Sunday afternoon. I always have to check what day is it because it always feels a little bit the same, same. But we are on Sunday and I appreciate all three of you understanding how hard you're working at various levels, whether it be government, whether it be in medicine, or also out there with our community. You're all doing an incredible job. Ngā mihi kia koto tokotoru. Tēnā koto. Kia ora, tēnā koe. Tēnā tātou. Tēnā tātou.
that is the uh, Minister Pini Henare, Dr. Tuila Percival, and also Hedemaya Sampson from Waikato Tainui. E tokotoru. One other key message that's come out from the uh, government's briefing today, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield is urging everyone who feels unwell to seek care without delay. As we've mentioned on this show and also previous shows, that our GPs and also our hospitals are standing by. So if you are sick or if you feel as though that you do need medical attention, please do not hesitate, do not delay. People are there on hand who can help you. So within that, please, the first number to call is 0800-358-5453. This is for COVID-19 health-related calls or ring your doctor. And for all information around COVID-19, visit the website www.covid19.govt.nz. Remember that is a free website, so it doesn't matter whether you don't have any data or any credit on your device. It will work if you just punch in that address and it will take you directly to that information. Nō reire hoa mā ko oti ngā kōrero mō tēnei wā. Ko te mana konui, kia anu ko haumaru ai tātou i roto i a tātou kāinga maha. Pai mārire kia tātou katoa. Nā te puni kōkiri e pūtea tautoko, made with support from te puni kōkiri. Nā pūoro Jerome, ngā reo pūoro. Soundtracks from pūoro Jerome.